Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. back everybody another edition here of the auburn undercover podcast on the 24 7 sports network my name is nathan king this is obviously auburn football's bye week but never fear there's plenty of auburn basketball news to go around this week um including media days for media day i guess just one day on uh, on wednesday for the men's basketball teams there in birmingham i guess it's technically media days the women's teams went on tuesday um but auburn was picked fourth in the league pretty good spot for them with the state of the sec at the moment being so loaded and so talented there um is kentucky arkansas tennessee and then auburn in that top four and then they have reduced the all sec teams a little bit you know they used to do like six or seven guys on each (laughs) on each team which doesn't really make a lot of sense but this year they only did 10 total just first team second team and auburn didn't have not a huge surprise auburn didn't have anybody on there but uh but still a lot of respect for bruce pearl's team has continued over the past few weeks, um, they came in at number 15 in the AP poll this week, and then they were picked, obviously, the top four of their league. So setting up to be another good season for Bruce Pearl in his ninth year at Auburn. And he and a couple players were there to talk all about it and preview their season. Again, SEC Media Day in Birmingham on Wednesday, and our Mr. Mark Murphy was there in Birmingham or Mountain Brook, I guess you could I guess you could call it. Um, yeah, they they brought uh, obviously Bruce was there and they brought Wendell Green, the point guard, and they were going to bring Katie Johnson. Um, but then he had been under the weather, um, I believe, was the the official thing was a, a viral eye infection, I think was the uh, Bruce said he's got the flu. He's got the flu. OK, gotcha. So yeah, and he had been and he had missed a little bit of practice this week, too. So they subbed in Jalen Williams, the senior power forward, who's very deserving, of course, of this kind of opportunity and uh, Mark, I guess I'll just start, you know, what were your overall impressions of how those, how those couple guys did Wendell and uh, Wendell and Jalen are a couple guys we've gotten to know pretty well um, over the past, you know, Jalen's been here a while and Wendell, I thought, you know, was, was great last season and, and hopes to take another step forward as a leader. Um, I guess just what were your impressions of, of getting to chat with them on, on Wednesday? Well, Nathan, you knew Wendell would do well because he's got that gregarious type of personality and really enjoys it. You know, he started in, 
in the Ohio Valley Conference where they didn't get a lot of media attention. And so, boy, he was in his element there and really enjoying the whole thing. You know, Jalen's a little less outgoing, but I thought he did really well. And uh, I told him afterwards when he was done, we were just talking together. I said, for a pinch hitter, you just knocked one out of the park. He did great. He was beaming. He gave me a fist bump. He was so happy to hear that, that he'd done well. And, uh, um, yeah, you know, Jalen, he's uh, got a chance to have a really good year. It was a, it, it's quite a story. You know, the guy was a starter as a sophomore, one of the best players on the team, and then he gets beat out by a true freshman. And it wasn't just any true freshman. It was the uh, national freshman of the year, third third round, third pick overall in the NBA draft. And, uh, you know, he didn't whine or complain, and uh, he just kept working. And uh, I think he's getting ready to have a really strong senior year, particularly as a scorer. Yeah, and talking about Bruce's comments, um, I think so much of it has come back to, and we've heard about it a little bit this preseason, um, is the role of Wendell Green on this team. And, um, you know, it's just, it's a team that's replacing a couple really big players there in the front court. And not, not only are you replacing two All-Americans, um, but both of them were in your front court. Obviously, both Walker Kessler and Jabari Smith end up being first-round picks. So, you know, you've got John I. Broom there who's going to play the five. Um, we'll see who starts at the four. It could be, you know, obviously it could be a guy like Jalen Williams with the youngster Broom, who's a five-star prospect coming off of the bench. But Bruce said yesterday, you know, he said, yeah, we don't we don't feel like we could have done any better in replacing in replacing those guys in the front court. But so much of it goes back to this guard trio, a veteran guard trio. Obviously, you got Wendell Green, Katie Johnson, and then Zepp Jasper as well. But a lot of the talk yesterday, Mark, was about Wendell Green wanting to take another step forward as a leader. Bruce Pearl said it. He said it about the goals for him um, this season. I guess just what was what was, what were those conversations like? I, I know Bruce addressed it in his main press conference on the stage about what that next step might look like for Wendell, a guy who came off the bench for most of last season, for what that step looks like for him um, to take control of this offense and really kind of be the focal point of what they do, as 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 has been the case with a bunch of good point guards for Bruce Pearl in the past. You know, Wendell said, in year two with the team, he feels a lot more comfortable. He's been through the league once. Um, he said he's more confident in his ability to play in the SEC. And he said, you know, he had a talk with his dad about it. And, uh, you know, it was a big part of his life and a big part of his basketball life for sure, Nathan. And he said, look, um, his dad said, look, when you're going to be a leader, that means every single day you're having a bad day at, at school, you're having a bad day elsewhere. Where you got to forget about it. when we get to court, you got to be consistent day after day, do the things the coaches want you to do, and be a guy that everybody else is looking up to as a leader. And I think he's he certainly got the personality and the talent to do that. He's a guy his teammates have a lot of respect for. And I think the biggest thing for, for Wendell Nathan is just he, um, he's got to be a little more consistent. You know, when he was hot, he was hot, but. Uh, they need his three-point shooting all the time. They need him to finish when he goes to the basket. He's so undersized. <clears throat> He's got to be very precise when he drives. And, uh, you know, he, he can make some really athletic shots inside, so, sort of like a Jared Harper. But I don't think he's quite got the same lift Jared Harper did when Jared attacked the basket. Uh, but uh, I, I think he's going to have a really good year. He's averaged a dozen points last season, and I don't see why he can't increase that uh, number this year. And, uh, you know, something he said that really got my attention. He said, 
we are going to be a better rebounding team than last year. And Auburn was really good last year on the boards. And he said, we're physically stronger at the three, four, and five spots. Three is the small forward, four is the big power forward, and, and five is the center. And they really got three physical guys in there at the center spot. With You mentioned Janiah Broom, Dylan Cardwell's back, and then Stretch Akinbola. So uh, not many teams have that luxury to have um, three experienced seniors who played a pretty good bit of basketball. Um, Broom, in particular, has played a bunch of basketball and uh, I, in the OVC. And I, I talked to one of the players there who transferred in from the OVC and said – He's gone head-to-head against it many times. He said the guy is a really talented player, and he, he competes. And uh, that's what I've noticed about him in preseason, Nathan. Yeah, filling you – know, it's, it's no small thing to to try to fill in for Walker Kessler, but you, know, you replace the – in terms of defensive ability as well, you replace the number one shot blocker in the country – with the number three shot blocker in the country, so not not too bad of a of a substitute in there. You mentioned that three spot. That's been that's been a big topic of discussion this preseason. Obviously, you had Alan Flanagan away from the team for a couple weeks. He's now back at practice. But something Bruce Pearl said this week was, "Look, if you know, if we started the season today, it might be Chris Moore starting at that spot, which shouldn't be overly surprising considering Flanagan's missed some practice. Chris Moore has been there the entire time. And Chance Westry, the exciting you know, top sixty recruit, he's a freshman, um, is currently out." with that knee injury what what is kind of your viewpoint of how of how that three spot is coming along this preseason and where they might be when the season starts just because i think holistically looking at last year that might have been maybe not might have been i think that definitely was their weakest spot over the course of the year you had some inconsistent guard play for the most part like you mentioned they're really good and then the front court you don't even have to you know mention they were obviously fantastic and so you know if they if they can get some sort of net gain from that from that three spot you lose Devin Cambridge but you bring in Chance Westry Alan Flanagan is a year more experienced maybe Chris Moore contributes even more if you can see that group produce a little bit better I think that could really um stand to help this team in, in, improve at that spot I guess just what have you seen out of that position group um here in the preseason and, and your thoughts on where they might be when when things tip off in here in early November yeah Devin Cambridge was the uh, poster child for inconsistency I mean he could be spectacular one night, then the next two or three games, he just really wouldn't do much of anything. So, you know, he's a loss athletically and depth-wise, but I think they could be much more productive there. And one of the reasons why is both Chris Moore and Alan Flanagan were not full speed last year. And, uh, you know, Flanagan looks a lot quicker to me than he did uh, after coming back from the Achilles tendon uh, surgery and partially torn uh, Achilles tendon. That's a big, big injury to come back from. And he never was his normal self. Uh, and uh, and then Chris Moore had a metal rod inserted in his leg. He didn't have his normal lift or his norm, normal quickness. You know, talked to him early in the summer. He said he was about 85% back to full speed, uh, hoping to be close to 100% by the start of the season. And he really is playing well right now. And then the big X factor you mentioned, Nathan, is Chance Westry, you know, you know, how much is it going to contribute at small forward? How much at two guard? How much at point guard? I think Pearl really likes him as a point guard. It's six six and quick and can create his own shot. And uh, you know, the other guys on the team have a lot of respect for Westry. And hopefully he'll make a complete recovery and sometime in December be back pretty close to full speed. I think he'll be back on the court playing before then, but we'll 
will he be full speed then? I kind of doubt it. So uh, some really good options of that position. And, uh, you know, if they want to, they can sort of go small and uh, play three three smaller guards there and cause some matchup problems for teams. If they want to get huge, they can just go ahead and stick uh, Jalen Williams at the small forward spot because he's played there before, and he's a really good outside shooter, Nathan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah, I remember you know down the stretch of last season when they were struggling against you know, Texas A&M in the, in, the, in the SEC tournament, and then that game against Miami, and even against JSU before he got his tooth knocked out. Um, Jalen Williams closed out last year pretty strong. When that offense was struggling, he was, he was one of those only guys who was able to to get his shot working, you know, there, there are a lot of interesting sort of crossover storylines. When you look at the current state of the sec, Todd golden and Bruce Pearl has talked about a lot. Uh, we talked about it in the off season when he was hired, both coaches, you know, touched on it a little bit more um, yesterday, you know, Bruce said, you know, it's like a, it's a, you know, it's like another son to him, basically you know, him being such a young guy who was on this Auburn assistant coaching staff um, about five or six years ago and now takes over. Um, a Florida team that was picked pretty highly in the league as well. I believe they were picked uh, fifth in the league, and so, or excuse me, sixth behind behind Alabama um, with with a first year coach, a guy who was who's been pretty successful. Obviously, was at San Francisco last year. There are a lot of new, other than him though, Mark. There are a lot of new coaches um, in the league, and that's something you wrote about this week. Is it is it's a loaded SEC. It's a talented SEC. The, the, I think the top five or six of this league is as good as any other conference. It's going to be tough to make the top four in this league, regardless of the year, but maybe even more so this season. But with all that being said, and all that being the case, it's it's almost you know it's almost halfway a completely new league in terms of um, the head coaches. They were all there yesterday. You got a chance to hear them talk a little bit individually about each of their programs. I guess just what what were some of your takeaways from some from from some of those new coaches? Um, you know, guys that guys some guys that Auburn has seen before, and then some guys that Bruce Pearl this year will be coaching against for the first time. You know, I learned a little bit more about the relationship with Pearl and Todd Golden. I talked to Todd before, before the event and, and during the event. And, uh, you know, Bruce Pearl mentioned that uh, Stephen Pearl and Todd Golden played together on a team and went, went to Australia uh, when they were young. And then, of course, of course, I knew Bruce Pearl had coached Todd Golden uh, at the Maccabea Games out in, in Israel when uh, Todd was a young player and then Todd actually played professional basketball over there too. And uh, so those guys have got a really good relationship, but uh, I'm impressed. Uh, Bruce Pearl knows all too well how good coach Chris Jans is. who made the move in from New Mexico state to Mississippi state. Uh, that was the team that almost defeated Auburn out at Salt Lake city 
in the opening round of Auburn's Final Four run, and uh, they gave Auburn a better game than Kansas did, North Carolina did, <laughs> and those other heavyweights they played. And um, I mean, you know, I asked Jans about, you know, if he was going to continue his style he played at New Mexico State, which was twelve to thirteen guys. And he said, look, when you're in New Mexico State, you can't really recruit the really top guys. So it was his theory that you need to play as many guys as you can and play them as hard as they can go, as long as they can go, then flip them out. And that's why you can finish half strong. And uh, that certainly is what happened out of Salt Lake City. Uh, uh, you know, they, kept, they reeled Auburn in in the first half. Uh, late in the period, and they did the same thing in the second quarter. So he said he might not have the roster to do that this year at Mississippi State, but he said that's certainly his long-term goal. Uh, Dennis Gates, new coach at Missouri, is a guy that uh, I believe it was Rick Barnes called him. In fact, I think he said the words like three times, this is a star rising in the coaching ranks. Uh, he was a, a really good player. Um, he's been um, – very successful as an assistant coach at multiple places, recruiting talent. He's got a really good eye for that. And, uh, you know, Missouri is sort of one of these um, schools that it just, you think they're getting ready to, to turn the corner and be back to where they used to be as a real uh, strong college basketball program. They got lots of talent nearby in the St. Louis area. Uh, they can recruit into Texas. Uh, there's really good high school basketball in Southern Illinois, uh, up in the Chicago area. So, and they got a great area to recruit from. So, um, we'll keep an eye out for him. I think he's going to be a really good player. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, as far as new coaches in the league, who else we got here? Well, Lamont Paris, South Carolina. Um, you know, Frank Martin's a tough act to follow, uh, but. Uh, He's, he's got uh, a really good uh, chance to do well because South Carolina is a state that just really turns out prospects right and left. You're close to Charlotte and North Carolina, which is a really good, great high school basketball recruiting ground. You're not far away from Atlanta, and the uh, state of Georgia has developed into uh, one of the best recruiting grounds in the country. And uh, you got the flip of coaches from Florida right. to yeah. Georgia. New and, coach, right. You know, I think um, both schools upgrade on that one. I think Golden yep. is, is going to do a good job. And, uh, um, you know, Georgia was a bit perplexing. Um, they've had some talent, but they just didn't play up to their potential. They, I think they were one and won one SEC game last year, and they had more than enough talent to do better than that. And uh, so, you know, Georgia um, – I mean, they are just sitting on a gold mine in talent within like a two-hour drive of that campus. So uh, we'll see how things go there. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be sort of a, a transition year in the league. you got the, the veteran coaches like Rick Barnes who have been around forever, and Bruce Pearl has been around forever. Uh, you know, I think Tennessee's the, the team – it's going to be really, really strong this year. I talked to some people who watched them practice. They think this is Rick Barnes's most talented team he's had in Knoxville. If that's the case, I think everybody else might be uh, be competing for second. Now, 
I'm not going to say Auburn doesn't have a chance to win the league this year because it's a really deep team. There's two good players at every position. I think the big key to this team, um, you know, repeating as champion is they got to shoot better. Just, you know, free throw shooting is fine. They can shoot better from two-point range, but they really need to shoot better from three-point range because that's such a big part of what Bruce Pearl does, Nathan. Yeah, and when Bruce has been talking about it this offseason, he was like, it's simple. We just got to make the shots. And you talked to a lot of the players from last year, too, and they said things were running just fine. It's not like, you know, we had all these bad looks. And we we saw it happen over and over again. You know, they had decent looks. Their offense was ran pretty well. Um, They just weren't able to put the shots down. You know, every every year at, at whether it's football or basketball, media days, um, you know, there's always sort of overarching sort of zoomed out storylines that that pop up. And there were a couple ones um, this year, most notably, um, you know, Greg Sankey and and some of the some of the coaches talking about possibly an expanded NCAA tournament field, um, maybe some point in the near future. And then, um, you know, I saw I saw Eric Musselman. I know and I know Bruce, both of them talked a little bit about um, and Bruce has obviously been a been a big you know proponent for this for a while is the summer basketball, you know, getting exhibition type stuff televised in the summer and, and sort of making that something to, to watch in the summer before the college basketball season. Um, what were those conversations like yesterday? Mainly, mainly the NCAA tournament thing, which in now, now we're recording this on on Thursday. Um, it's been followed up in a big way. There's been a lot of buzz about it um, the day after. It's something that's been talked about not only by those SEC coaches, but but really across the country. It's been something that is apparently going to be looked at actually pretty closely by the NCAA. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if they expand the tournament because there's so many teams. Uh, you know, playing Division One basketball now. And, uh, you know, a couple of the coaches have made the point that there's a very low percentage of teams that actually make the NCAA tournament field relative to the number of teams in other sports that advance to the uh, NCAA tournament events, whatever they are, you know, soccer, you know, baseball, um, you know, other sports as well. But, uh, you know, I think the reviews, Nathan, were kind of mixed on expanding the tournament you know, there were coaches that say, hey, we got a great setup now. Interest is at extreme high levels. The TV ratings are good. Uh, there's a lot of – creates a lot of interest in the postseason um, tournaments and leagues, teams on the bubble for getting bids, the one-bid leagues, that type of thing. Those things are really, uh, you know, well-watched and, and very riveting sports television so uh, i'd say it was sort of like 50 50 on expanding um the ncaa tournament is among the sec coaches now as far as expanding preseason uh and exhibition basketball i think we're about at 100 percent agreement that that's a good idea and there's a lot of interesting ideas thrown out there you know some of the coaches says hey let's all get together um pick a uh, a neutral site you know rent a big arena and just have like a, a week long, like NBA summer league type thing. Oh, that'd be so awesome. <laughs> it would be. Rick Barnes said he'd like it so much. He'd love to let his like young assistant coaches just be in charge. And they coach the whole games and give them some experience, you know, handling that assignment, which I thought was a pretty cool idea. And, and then some other coaches said, look, we're getting so much out of these once every four year, um, trips overseas. It the, helps the players grow up. It's very educational. And it also was great for team bonding. 
Some of them said, let's do it more often than once every four years. Some of them said, let's do it every year. So I think all those are good ideas. And uh, um, College of Basketball's got a, a really good product right now. And, uh, you know, I don't think it needs much tweaking to improve it. But I think these are interesting ideas to consider. Yeah, and, and you know, the SEC has been so much – maybe forefront is the wrong word, but I mean, at least just since I've started covering the sport the past four or five years, um, you know, they've just risen in a big way in terms of talent. Obviously they're, they're doing well in the NCAA tournament um, and just getting a better spotlight on the conference. And so, you know, if, if some of these changes are to come here in the next few years, it certainly seems like the SEC and its coaches, you know, it's, it's high profile programs that it has right now, you know, perennial, not perennially, but you know, these programs like Auburn that are becoming, you know, ranked year after year, are going to kind of be um, big factors in that. And, and, you know, these the, people pay attention to what somebody like Bruce Pearl and, and Rick Barnes and obviously John Calipari, you know, pay attention to what those guys have to say and, uh, you know, what their thoughts are and what the sport should do moving forward. So, um, you know, we've, it's been a lot of stuff recently for Auburn basketball. It's starting to feel, uh, starting to feel about that time. And we've had pro day last week. You're having all these uh, rankings getting updated. Everybody is gearing up for the season to start. Obviously they will open up things, November 7th um, against George Mason and they're picked to finish fourth in the SEC. I think based on what Bruce Pearl talked about the past couple of weeks, I think he likes that spot a lot because he didn't I think he you know thought that maybe fifth or sixth was, was, was some of the comments he had made before. Um, and so maybe a little higher than he expected. And obviously anytime you're ranked in the top 15 in the polls in the preseason, that's also a, it's also a great spot. So thanks so much to Mark for hopping on today and giving us the dispatch um, from from everything he learned in Birmingham on Wednesday. To everybody listening and tuning into the live stream, thank you guys so much for watching. If you guys enjoyed this, you're listening to it on your podcast feed, please go leave us a five-star review. That's the number one thing that helps us out. The bumper music is by Beats by Mordecai. You guys can follow him on Twitter, SoundCloud, and Instagram. And until the next episode, again, it's Auburn's bye week, but we'll have another episode this week. Also going to have a recruiting episode with Christian Clemente set up for this weekend to talk a little bit about what Auburn football is doing on the recruiting trail. Until then, we'll talk to you guys later. Everybody enjoy the rest of your week. The answer lies across the ocean in a woman named Sylvie. She's a can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and fifteen thousand dollars a day. It was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control all desire. Now streaming on Paramount Plus.